0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, uh, by the time uh, you read this, the so-called junior doctors and the consultants will be on strike together in a concerted effort to force the government into meeting their demands. The junior doctors want a 35% pay rise and the consultants want something or other that I can't quite fathom. More money, I suspect, but I don't know how much more. Coordinated strike action between unions is tricky as strict rules apply on timelines and balloting and so on. However, the consultants and the junior doctors belong to the same union and coordination is much easier. Make no mistake, there is no end in sight. Last week at the Downing Street Summit, the NHS walked away with an extra £200 million, ostensibly for winter planning. Actually, winter plans have been in place for some time. The money was really a sweetener to help the hospitals pay for agency and additional costs occasioned by the strikes. The government don't look like they're giving in. They'd rather quietly pay hospitals to cope than pay doctors more money and look like they can't cope. Anyway, strikes extend waiting lists and that gets Sunak off the hook on one of his promises. Curiously, the real row that doctors have is principally with the BMA. For more than 10 years, they've sat on their hands and watched the value of their members' wages erode and acquiesced in unfavourable pay review board decisions. They've been asleep at the wheel. As Sean Linton reported in the Paywall Times, a group of disgruntled young doctors called Doctors Vote, and you can find them on Twitter at at underscore Doctors Vote, In much the same way, Momentum took over Corbyn's Labour Party, stood for election in internal BMA elections, and won 70 out of the 75 seats I think it was available. They're running the show. It's not the old BMA. Can Doctors Vote pull off a victory? Well, back to Linton. He reports cracks may be beginning to appear in Doctors Vote Solidarity. And he links to some stuff on his Twitter account, which I linked to this morning. A prospect that, frankly, is hotly disputed by the hardliners in Doctor's Vote. There's little doubt that as the strikes progress into the winter, and they will, many doctors will be thinking of their commitment to do no harm. Harm is being done now, on strike days as patients turfed off the waiting lists are dumped into a no-man's land of uncertainty, anxiety and panic. Data from the Office of National Statistics shows excess deaths in England almost tripled in the two weeks during and after the first set of strikes by the BMA back in March. However, the BMA's council chairman, Professor Philip Banfield, said, and I quote, "...it is not possible to determine the impact of its first round of strikes on excess deaths without rigorous validation and academic study." Well, I suppose he needs a few more deaths to make it clearer. How many, I wonder, I don't know. How many will it take to make common sense statistically acceptable? Don't know. The BMA says Sunak makes them strike and they are selfishly making things worse so they can get better. Actually, the only person that can make you do anything is the one you meet in the mirror every morning. There must be an outbreak of depersonalization, derealization disorder among doctors—a medical first. So, what to do? What well, the confed of palavered about? NHS providers haven't provided much in the way of anything useful. I think they've written to Downing Street and whatnot. I'm told Number Ten has a big shredder. Neither will take on Her Majesty's government. Oh, sorry, His Majesty's government. Get up, get the program, Roy. Neither would take on His Majesty's government because to stay relevant, they have to stay in the tent. So they hold their nose. The Patients Association. I don't know, are they still a thing? The GMC, the General Medical Council, claim to protect patients and could threaten registrations, but they don't have the guts. NHS England board is reduced to errand boy, the executive leaderless, voiceless, no influence. Politicians are content to watch the end of their time in in power, contaminate public life, pollute the waters for their successors. Industrial relations in the NHS is a catastrophe and it needs reframing. If Labour can get beyond musing about beating up non-DOMs, some policy thinking on what might a new framework look like would be helpful. The same goes for the so-called think tanks who seem content with hand-wringing and tut-tut press releases. It's the the in-the-tent thing. There's no leadership. No one has any guts. Let's be brutal. The skids are under the NHS. Older people are raiding their pension pots to pay for what they need. The middle classes have their dock-in-your-pocket apps and private medical insurance. We're heading for a poor service for poor people. The waiting lists are nudging 8 million and will go up, and there's no way back. Recruitment for nursing for the first time ever is down, and there's no way to claw that back. More than 13,000 doctors who trained in the UK now work abroad and they won't come back. And doctors have broken the bond of trust with the public and are making impossible demands and there's no way back for them. Don't get old. Don't get sick. Don't be poor. There's no way back. Thanks for listening. I hope we'll speak again soon.